Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're Book Club for Games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about Life is Strange, True Colors. So, Life is Strange True Colors, released September 2021 on just about everything, except the Switch, which came out in December. It is the third Life is Strange game in the mainline series, and is developed by Deck Nine, who previously made the Life is Strange prequel before the storm. So... Yeah, I actually didn't realise this. The first two Life is Strange games were actually made by a completely different company called Don't Nod Entertainment. I thought they made all of them. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the only game I played, so I just assumed all of them were made by Deck Nine. It was it was literally only when I looked into you know oh, oh, the oh, Wikipedia article. <laughs> I was the other way around. I thought Don't Nod were making almost all of them. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you had your eye on this series for a while, because you've expressed an interest in playing some of the previous games, haven't you? No. Okay, I no, was, just, no, I was no. just wrong then. I thought, uh, I thought you were interested in, like, Captain Spirit or something. Wasn't there, like, that free episode that got released? Oh, yes, the free episode. A bit interested, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what I remember you've, you've brought up the Life is Strange games before. And then... This was the first one to not be released episodically. So I think the previous games came out in that period when everyone was doing like shorter episodes of games. You know, they were like, oh, it will take too long to release like a whole thing. Let's do a little chunk and then we'll, we'll sell like the whole game as like chunks of DLC. But this one didn't do that. So it maintains the same structure, but they just released the whole thing in one go. Most importantly for you... The Metacritic score? Yeah. It's 80 on Metacritic, which is on PC, right? Yeah, well, it's around 80. I think like, most of the platforms are 80 or 81. So, well received. And it actually won some awards too. So, best storytelling at the 2021 Golden Joysticks. Games for Impact at the Game Awards. What award is this? What, Games for Impact? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. This is another one of those things that will get you, like, cancelled or something. It's like most woke game or something, or most, like, advancing, you know, tolerance or something. I I don't know how to phrase it. I'm assuming that's what it's for. It's going to turn out it's something completely different, and I'm just, like, completely wrong. You've got the edit to save yourself here. 
<laughs> I've got the edit to say myself. Yeah, I, I don't know what what else was it. We should, we should look at what else is nominated. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't actually pay that much attention to the Game Awards. I can see how it got a Games for Impact. I mean, it does feel like the sort of game that would win an award called Games for Impact. It was also nominated for multiple BAFTAs for quite a few things, actually. Animation, narrative, performance for Alex, and supporting performance for Gabe. I can understand that. And then, yeah, so the Life is Strange games, each one has a new setting. I, I was going to say it's like Final Fantasy, but I guess it's not quite as extreme as that. Because <laughs> still, they're still all set on Earth. But you're following a new main protagonist and their life. And the thread that connects them all is that it's an ordinary person who has kind of low-key superpowers. So they're not like Superman or Doctor Strange or something, but, you know, they've, they've got some, they have some, they, they literally have a superpower, basically, and it's what they do with it. So I, I think the first game, the protagonist can rewind time. The second one, they have telekinesis. But that is a superpower. Sorry, well, <laughs> I'm not being helpful. Yeah, move on. Yeah, but you know you can use it in a low key way. Well, you can, might have a low key version of telekinesis. Like you're not like blowing up a building or something. Moving you're just like paper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you remember Looper? It's like that. It's like are you TK? And all they can do is like you know flip a coin around. I've not watched Looper. Okay, this reference is lost on you. Let's move on. Uh, this is my only gap. Sorry. Well, you know, I've not watched Spider-Man No Way Home, so... Okay. And it is a narrative adventure game. Which means you walk around and talk to people. I didn't even... I, I, yeah, I came in so blind, I didn't even know this was the case. Well, me neither, really. Like, I, I knew... I knew basically nothing about this game before I played it. Like, I watched no trailers for it. I hadn't looked up anything about the previous Life is Strange games either. I was just, like, dimly aware of them. I don't, need, I don't think the trailers would have helped. And obviously, unless you watched a gameplay trailer, obviously. I mean, if you call it a narrative adventure game, that's, is that how you would describe, say, The Forgotten City as well? I mean, if you think about it, really, it's not that far off from how the Forgotten City works. No, you're right. Just minus the time loop. But it's much more mainstream. <laughs> a bit more mainstream, yeah. I guess. Well, in this game, you play Alex, a young woman who has the power to see other people's emotions. Is this, wait, 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 is this, is this a spoiler? Surely, is this a spoiler? Surely not. This is the premise of the whole game. Surely not, we've decided. We've decided. This, this is literally the premise of the game. Right, this is like, oh, this is on the back of the box. Okay, fine. You play as Alex, who can see people's emotions as a coloured aura. And the story starts in the mining town of Haven Springs, Colorado, where Alex is reunited with her brother Gabe after leaving the group foster home where she's lived for the past eight years.
warning, warning, spoilers, spoilers incoming. Like we're going to talk about our playthrough and we're going to we're going to spoil everything. So if you haven't played Life is Strange True Colors, now is your opportunity to pause the recording, play the game and come back later. Or if you're not playing the game, don't plan to. Just stick around, please. Yeah, we need we need the listens. We we need the engagement, please. So I knew basically nothing about this game before starting it. And boom, game starts up and you're having like an exit interview with a therapist. And I guess this is our introduction to the character of Alex. I mean, this is a strange thing to bring up now, but like when I saw Alex, I was thinking like, is she meant to be Asian, like Chinese? Because she looks like vaguely Asian, but like not really. Like I was like, I was thinking like, is she half Asian? Yeah, same. I think I thought she was half Asian. Yeah, because I, I I didn't know anything about you know like I hadn't looked into the backstory or whatever the the setup for the game was you know so I I just literally didn't know this so that was my initial reaction and then yeah when you get to Haven Springs and you meet your brother he looks much more Asian I don't think so totally Asian Asian I think Alex looks more Asian than Gabe does I don't know I mean there's like there's a whole conversation to be had here I think about representation of Asian characters in games representation is the right word maybe portrayal yeah that the other words too overloaded yeah i mean but you know that's a whole other topic that could oh dear yeah we i mean that could be like an hour discussion in itself so i let's shelve that for now is it i can see i can see oh can i say anything let's say something quick and then we can just you can remove it i can see why she's only she only looks half asian because even then that caught me by surprise having a a Chinese lead character in a computer game for some reason. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what I'm kind of getting at. And I also think it's interesting that she's female, right? I I feel like people, people, like the market is more willing to accept a female Asian, or female Chinese protagonist than a male one for all sorts of other cultural reasons. Like there's, there's like, there's definitely a thing going on here. And again, like, if you don't know, Ting and I are both actually ethnically Chinese. So you wouldn't guess from our accents. But you might guess from Ting's name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, are, are, we, are we shelving this? We can do a whole ep on it one day. <laughs> nope. We, we're, not that, um, we're not that kind of podcast. We're not that kind of woke. No. They can't cancel me. I'm Chinese. Because this is what all the gaming stuff is about these days. And yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. This fair isn't enough. what I. This isn't what I signed up for. I don't want to traipse through this. Yeah. In the future. Okay. Well, then the other thing that immediately smacked me in the face at the start of the game was how good the facial animation was. Like it, you know, because we've just played Forgotten City. Right, which is another game with a lot of up close conversations, and it's all relative though. It's good because we had just played the, the Forgotten City, not because it was lifelike. Can I say lifelike? Well, I think this game has two things in its favor here. Because number one, 
the characters are all slightly stylized. Like they're not trying to look realistic, right? They they're all slightly, slightly exaggerated, cartoonish. Tie the Sims, you know, like ish. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Exactly. It's like it it is deliberately hanging back from the uncanny valley. They know if they take the next step, the bar is going to be much higher. So they're deliberately, you know, shading the characters and stuff in such a way to make it look slightly cartoony. And number two, just the animation is just way better. I mean, it is just way better. You know, they've really rigged the faces. I think there's mocap involved. They they do sometimes make quite subtle facial movements. And then, yeah, you meet your brother. You have the choice whether to give him a hug or a handshake. It is the first major choice in the game. And... I gave him a hug, and there was this ominous, this action will have consequences. I was like, what? I just gave him a hug, you know. I I wondered, what was the consequence of that? Maybe that's one thing we should have sort of reviewed coming into this. The, the consequence is he dies. <laughs> you shouldn't have given that hug. <laughs> shouldn't have given him that hug. I, I think it's just because they really want to hammer home that things you do can change the story. But I don't think this one changes the story, personally. And I, I don't remember the this action will have consequences thing coming up ever again. It does. It does it? Okay. I just I just blanked it. I think the icon pops up. Like an icon of like a little lantern pops up. But the oh, words yeah. don't oh, appear. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I see what you mean. And up to now, I thought the game was really teen soapy. And I wasn't really... Uh, I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> you were like, I'm too old for this. Uh, okay, speaking of that, how old do you think some of the characters were? Because I, I also, I, I literally made a list because, you know, there are some characters that I feel like the, the age of the character is quite important into understanding like their motivations or their behavior and stuff. And I was, I was really not sure how old some of the characters were. Do you know, do you have the answers? I know the answers. I've looked them up. Okay, good. So let's start. So I thought Alex was early 20s, but now you've said what you've said just now, which is uh, you've considered their behavior versus their age. Maybe Alex is mid-20s. So this is the thing, right? By early 20s, I'll go with. Yeah, because I didn't know this either. And Alex makes reference to working in a bar. And I was like, I know this story is set in the US. So Alex, I guess, must be at least 21. But I don't think Alex really behaves like a like a mid to late twenties person. Like I, I thought Alex might be like eighteen, personally. But you are closer. Well, I guess we're both equally wrong. Alex is twenty one. Early twenties is fine. I guess early twenties is fine. Yeah, I don't know. I because you you just said a teen. You know, like a teen. It's like a teen drama or something. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, this is interesting because like it's I teens. felt the same I, way. It's for teens rather than it's focused on teens. Maybe. Still, yeah. It, I felt like Alex was maybe 18, but actually she's 21. Okay. Gabe and Charlotte. Gabe, late 20s. Charlotte, early 30s. So I think Gabe is supposed to be 25 and Charlotte, 28. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought similar to you, though. And and finally, Ethan. Oh, then he's younger Ethan than being I thought. Charlotte's then. son. So Ethan is yeah, 10, 8, 9, 10. 
Buy routines here. Yeah, okay, so this is exactly this is the thing, right? Because how old is Ethan? And like, how much of an idiot is he? <laughs> you know, this is going to be a recurring theme as well. I'm just like, because I was trying to figure out how old Ethan was. Because you know, it's a computer game. They've got quite stylized animations and facial features. And I was thinking, yeah, Ethan is he like thirteen? 14 maybe because like, mm. he, he opens his bag and he's carrying a dslr as well and it's like that's an expensive camera right but on the other hand yeah he's kind of dumb i mean the canonical answer is that he's 10 which, which seems kind of nuts kids are dumb teenagers are super dumb yeah i mean 10 is much younger than i expect. i can't believe they just let him wander around on his own at 10 I mean, I suppose we did wander around on our own at 10. At least I did. But, like, the world was different then. Especially in Haven Springs. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. It is quite a nice place. Apart from the explosions. Foreshadowing. And then, actually, did you go and read all the text messages on the phone? 100%. That's something I do every day of my life. It came so naturally. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that. I liked that. That you you know when you bring up the the pause menu, and it's really important for um, giving you a sense of time as well because all the messages are timestamped, so you can feel how long all this is happening over. Yeah, I mean, this was my only insight into how old you know the characters are meant to be. Is like based on their relative age to Alex and Alex's backstory which you get by reading her text messages and i i did think this was very well done let's go back to ethan did you tell gabe about ethan's plans to visit the mine so no i did not because you're cool you're cool uncle mike <laughs> yeah that's right i'm cool uncle mike <laughs> or, or auntie alex in this case and and you i told gabe because i'm a responsible <laughs> adult you- your responsible father, Ting. Yeah. I, I honestly, it did not occur to me that Ethan was going to go that evening when there's all these explosions scheduled to go off. Like, I did not put two and two together until, you know, you do the scene where you're working at the bar and then Gabe is like, where's Ethan? And I'm like, oh no! <laughs> like, I forgot, he's an idiot! I think that's kind of intentional, though. I think you're meant to feel I, that. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think this is one of those, you know, this is an example of the writing being good because you're kind of set up to fail, right? Like, you're kind of set up to be cool on Alex. And then, yeah, you forgot that kids are dumb and he's just gone and walked into a minefield. Like, Ugh. And then Ethan conveniently has made a comic showing exactly where he's going. And you find him. And then they kill off Gabe. Like, that was a huge shock to me. Yeah, and that's when it transitioned from, like, teen soap into something more real for me. Yeah, I, up until that moment, was like, oh, this game is so twee. And then I was just suddenly like, wait, what? You can't can't kill off Gabe. We just met. He seems kind of important. I, I can't believe it. I actually was like, I was, I was seriously thinking like, should I reload and tell Gabe about Ethan and see if we can stop Ethan going to the mine? Like, I didn't know if this was like a divergence point, but I was seriously thinking about it. This is like one of the few times I actually checked. 
And yeah, I found out that Gabe always dies. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to carry on. Because like, I didn't actually, I didn't look up anything or save scum this game at all. I just, I just played through it and lived with my choices. But this was the one time when I thought about <laughs> doing it. But Gabe always dies. It's funny that you tried to save scum a narrative story-driven game. Well, no, I didn't. That's the thing. No, but I, I didn't. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to... Trying to... Trying to what? I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't save scum. But it's interesting that you had that process or you... That was... the <laughs> Alternative Mike well, would have I, done I'm talking it. about saving a man's life here. <laughs> I need to win the game. <laughs> I need to win the... I need to have the best relationship <laughs> with my brother. Can we move on to the foosball? Yeah, go on. More importantly, did you let Steph win at foosball? No. I, ha- I have to win. I'm not going to let someone yeah. win. I mean, I did I did almost lose at foosball just because of my own lack of skill. Like, maybe <laughs> Steph let me win at foosball, to be honest. Because the first game, I crushed her. And the second game, I got surgically taken apart. And then the third game was quite a struggle. <laughs> So I couldn't, I was like determined to beat her, even though I knew that letting her win was the right thing. But also at the same time, I thought, if Mike made a foosball game, would it be as poop as this? (laughs) Really sorry, Mike. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit... (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Did Mike make this? This is so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I say sure how to take that. I say this because your games are much better than this, by the way. Oh, really? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, they are. Thanks. And then, did you tell Charlotte to take the money? I totally told Charlotte to take the, to take the money. Yeah, I told her to take the money too. Because, like, they're, they're basically they're telling her to sign a thing to say she won't sue them and they're going to give her a load of money. And I was like, yeah, you should totally take the money because I'm going to sue them. Like, you're not the only one who can sue them, right? Like, logically, I don't have to sign anything, so I'm going to, I can go after them. But surely you can't use Charlotte in the case. Or I really want to know how much money. Yeah, it's true. I want to know how much money too. At some point I felt, ah, I'm not sure if it was enough money. Yeah, but you don't, I mean, what is enough money? What is a lot of money? It varies a lot to different people, right? So if she considers it a lot of money, then it's a lot of money. Was how I read the situation. Yeah, fine. And then there was another moment in the story where I was kind of curious whether it was like a major turning point, like with Gabe. But again, the story can only go one way. Because like Ryan is standing on the edge of the cliff where he cut the rope and Gabe died. And I, you know, it, it felt to me like he was going to jump. You know, you've got to talk him out of it. And I was thinking, like, can you do, like, a psycho playthrough where you just talk him into jumping because he, like, he cut the rope and you're just like, yeah, and you should jump off too. But no, Ryan always survives. And then following that, you have a chat with Ryan and you do some sharing. Yeah, I mean, this I thought was one of the weaker bits of the writing because, like, the other parts of the game, you know, I really felt like the world was revolving on my decision. You know, even though it turned out it wasn't, but it really felt like it was, you know, like, did I tell Gabe about Ethan or not? And then Gabe died. Like, I felt like that was due to my poor decision making. And then, like, do I talk Ryan out of his, like, guilt or not? You know, it really felt like there was a major thing hinging on that. 
but then you're in the bar and you just straight up tell Ryan and Steph about your superpowers. And I was just like, wait, wait, I didn't tell Gabe about my superpowers. But you told Ryan first, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you've told Ryan previously. You yeah. told Ryan at the cliff. And then so that's much more important, Steph. I think, because that thought I've, oh, I like Ryan. You know, you know what happened. We can talk about that later. But I feel this forces that relationship with Ryan, that relationship to yeah, develop. That's the, that's the thing, right? You've got no choice. You've got no choice but to tell Ryan. And it's like, I didn't even tell Gabe about my superpowers. You know, I feel like you've had Why a moment would I with tell Steph. Ryan? You've had a moment with Steph with the foosball and you, now you've had a moment with Ryan. Yeah. But, but it, oh, I, don't know, I don't know. But I felt like it was forced. I, I, at this point, I was like, can I have, just, I it's like so you funny. You, you were just like, oh, I've got this relationship with Ryan. I'm going to tell him. And I'm just like, can I talk Ryan into jumping off the cliff? You know, like we've got, we came in with different expectations. She's good. I just, I was just really thinking, you know, you are remarkably okay with Ryan, given that he literally cut the rope that caused your brother to fall to his death. You are remarkably okay with Ethan, even though he idiotically walked into like a mine where they were going to set off explosions, thus leading to all of you having to put your lives at risk and your brother dying. You know, like, I can't believe you're just so chill with these characters and trying to make them feel better. Like, they should be trying to make you feel better. So you're right. Ryan should have known better. He knew that cutting the rope would have killed Gabe for certain. But Ethan is a child. So that's okay. Yeah, you know, you, you can tell you're like a father now and you're okay with children's mistakes. I just, I just forget what it's like to be a child, I guess, or what children are like. I'm just like... Children, they're just like short people. But I forget, children are idiots. Yeah. We haven't talked about Mac in detail yet. Uh, well, you know, again, I was going to say you're remarkably okay with Mac, but actually you're not okay with Mac. Like, you think Mac is like a dumbass, but you still help him out. Well, at least I helped him out. I helped him out. Yeah, but you kind of help him out because he's a loser. Not because you think he deserves it. Uh, yeah like you, you're helping out you're helping well at least for me i was helping him out out of pity and then i liked the sequence with eleanor where you like go into her emotions and she's worried she's losing her mind i just i just thought it was it, you know they do this for all of them i guess where they change up the environment when you you go and experience their emotions firsthand but i for some reason thought changing all the signs in the flower shop you know like so all the letters are jumbled up and stuff was i don't know i i just thought that one was particularly noticeable to me because it was like it was like real but it was subtle you know like when you're with ethan like all the things turn into like monsters and stuff or when you're with mac everything becomes like super paranoid but with eleanor it was just kind of like subtly messed up yeah so everything appeared normal if you weren't paying attention to the detail exactly you know like the clothes sign says Lacosda instead like all the letters are switched or like flowers becomes fur walls i don't know there's the larp which was <sighs> ridiculous they, they closed down the whole town to cheer up this 10 year old they didn't close down the whole town it was four to five shops I, I i'm gonna sound you know like those like 
that pastiche of like, oh, back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways to school in our bare feet and eat coal. Like, it's, I'm going to make a statement like that. But like, if I had been 10 years old, had wandered off into the woods and people had tried to come to find me and then someone had died, right? People wouldn't have closed down like half of Winners to cheer me up, you know? I would have just got like a slap in the face or something. Like, th- <laughs> that, well, this that's is your true upbringing. Asian upbringing, right? I would have <laughs> yeah. got a smack. Why were you not studying? It was not even a case you endangered yourself. It was more a case of why were you not studying? Were you studying at the mines? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. I hope you were doing your homework. <laughs> you know, is this a B? Is this a B? You bring shame on this family. Your brother would be so ashamed of you if he hadn't died in that accident trying to see if you were doing your homework. I don't know. Sorry, this is a strange twist. I just just felt like it was kind of unrealistic. I I felt like it was an unrealistic thing in a story where you were playing as someone who can read people's emotions. It's four to five buildings that are shut down for the LARP. It's not that there aren't that many people involved in it. It's fine. Okay. You don't want a child's happiness to be defeated, right? Mike doesn't care. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're, you're talking. You're, you're like Father Ting and I'm the Iceman now, right? So. <laughs> but by contrast, I really liked Charlotte's rage sculpture. Charlotte's rage sculpture really spoke to me. That whole scene. I was like, yes! I, I, this is how I feel. Let it flow through you. Like, you know, when you see like the, the slightly formless like mass and then she hits it with the chisel, and then like it bursts out and it's like you and it's Gabe and it's like Ethan and you're making like stupid faces. It's like, yes, this is a, the true pure emotion, you know. I really like that scene. It's one of those moments where I find out you have a rage sculpture and I am in it. I'm thinking, shit. Yeah, it's like that stupid thing, and it's like, oh, happiness. Oh. I want to just... In... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's a big smile. It's like you with a big grin in your face and all these flames. <laughs> but did you take away Charlotte's anger? No. I felt like they'll be really inappropriate. Like she's got to work through that anger, right? Like, taking it away just seems really wrong. Like, who knows what the long-term consequences of, like, not letting her work through it will be, is how I was feeling. Yeah. I left her to it. I, I leave you to your anger. I feel like... <laughs> oh, thanks. You, you've got to work through it. You've got to work this, through this it. This explains a lot. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have the the superpower to take away your anger, though. And then, next major story beat. At the, was it Spring Festival? Yes. Did you give a rose to Steph or Ryan? Or no one. I think you don't have to give either oh, yeah. of them a rose. Don't have to. I gave a rose to Steph. I gave a rose to Ryan. Is this just because of heteronormativity, or did you think Ryan was better? Don't worry, don't answer that. We'll, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. It's a loaded subject. And did you take Pike's fear? Yeah, I took his fear. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just so funny, because like, I was literally feeling like, I can't take away her anger, that would be wrong. And then I was like, I can take away his fear, this is really convenient. Zoop. 
it makes sense. Like they're, they're different emotions. Yeah, I, I felt like her working through her anger would make her like better. You know, she would be stronger for it in the end. Whereas Pike's fear is just holding him back. You know, yeah. That, at least that was my justification for it. And then <laughs> the last key story beat, I guess. Did you predict that Jed was going to be a bad guy? I did not. Yeah, I did not either. It, it only occurred to me as I was talking to him at the bar where he was like, he seemed like really full of righteous fury. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what they've been hiding. And I was like, wait, he's being too helpful. He's being too helpful. Is he in on it too? But by then it's like too late and he takes you out to the mines. But you're staying in the bar. So it kinda, you kind of knew it if you look back. He was being too helpful. Yeah, yeah. And luckily he's a really bad shot because he misses, he tries to shoot you in the head, but he misses at like 10 feet. So you've got plot armor, luckily. And then your life flashes before your eyes. We get all the backstory between, you know, you, Gabe, your parents. You get to see your mother dying. The pacing of this was so good. How each episode was broken down like this because the peak of the story is like the Spring Festival with the LARP and then you've got this Jed nonsense and then following that I thought, where's this story going to go? Flashback. It's very predictable, I guess. Yeah, it's like the flashback is just filling in all the gaps. Everything ties together. I I really liked the bit where you you talk to Gabe and you're like, you know, like, what's going on? Where is this? And he's like, well, you're 11, I'm 15, play your part. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and then yeah, your dad just walks out on the two of you. And that seemed crazy. And then like the group home also seemed just like terrible. I was just like, wow, is this, is this what it's really like? But I, I suspect it is what it's really like, which is terrible. I mean, like, the staff all seem like power-crazed maniacs, but maybe it attracts that kind of person. I don't know. And then there's the the poignant, you know, Gabe gave you this matchbook with one match in it earlier in the story, like, to encourage you just to keep on going. And you, you use that last match to light a lantern that conveniently still has, like, fuel in it after, like, so many years. I mean, again, seems really unlikely, but it's it's poetic and then the light goes out but you can still see because of the residual rage in the mine and then the final twist you know you pull out the pendant from like the collapsed section and it's your mother's pendant because your dad was one of the miners that died in the mine that's why gabe following the trail of where your father went went cold in haven springs because he died in haven springs and you make it out of the mine and you have that final confrontation with Jed. Which was done very well because over time, it depends on the relationships you've built up over the few weeks you've been there. A few weeks, months. Yeah, that, that last confrontation, that, that confrontation, the whole scene is done really well. And then like, do the other residents back you up or not? And then you literally have the face off like one on one with, with Jed where it's all like colourful and like intense. You know, I I thought it was done really well. And also, surprisingly, everyone backed me up. 
I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I was very surprised. Oh, you won. Well done, Mike. You won the game. Yeah, exactly. Consider, yeah, sorry. Considering I didn't save scum it, I didn't save scum it, but everyone backed me up. How about you? Eleanor did not back me up. I did not expect that. Forgetful witch. <laughs> so she, she just forgot. She forgot she was meant to be on your side. She was like, who's Alex again? Oh, you've. Well, I think this is a consequence of me telling Riley about... Is that true? I think it's a consequence of yeah, me telling Riley. Yeah, yeah, I think Riley it is. I think it is, yeah. That she's forgetful. Yeah, I, I was quite torn on that too, whether to tell Riley or not. But I was like, no, she wants Riley to live her dream. I won't tell her. So what happened to Riley in your game? She went to university. Ah! Riley did not go to university in my game. There you go, you see? You killed, you killed Riley's dream. I hope you're happy. Okay. Riley's going to have a rage sculpture now. That's another rage sculpture that I'm in. I think I'm just picking these up. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, people think of Ting so much in their rage sculptures. We have a guest. We have a guest. Hiya. It's our guest. It's our guest. <laughs> One of we my have, favorite um... films. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing the crossover. We did the crossover. The crossover is the crossover is now. Yeah, it's achieved. We can t- tick that off. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm on a, another gaming podcast called X Drive Megabox with my friend Jimbo. Uh, we yeah, we also talk about games. Um, I'm very, 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 I've been a long time fan of this show, so I'm very, very uh, honoured to be joining you guys, and incredibly grateful that in the middle of Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West and Sifu and God knows what else is coming out, you're playing this <laughs> this teenage indie game, <laughs> my recommendation, I'm very, very grateful for it, and uh and it's, it's nice to be able to talk about it with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're on because now we can find out. <laughs> you were like, I want to tell you why. I want, I'm very curious why, you know, why you wanted us to play this game. So, oh, um, <laughs> that, sound, that sounds really bad. No, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't that, mean that, it like that. that. that that's, that's, that's very fair. Why I wanted you... Basically, I, I played it in January and I, 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 th- I thought it would be really interesting to hear your reactions, basically. Because it's an incredibly slow game. <laughs> and is this the moment where we find out you don't like it? <laughs> no, no, I deeply love this game. I, oh, I really love this game. That that should come as as not really a shock. Uh, I, I really love the game. But um I think, you know, it 
it's absolute testament to to the craft of it that the things that shouldn't work do work like it's an incredibly incredibly emo and set in this kind of weird you know parallel world but quite cheesy in in parts and it starts off so slow and I just imagined like you playing through it and it's like where's the skip button where's the skip button for their for their text which I was doing all the way through at the start and they're like no 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 you can't you can't skip this you've got to you've got to listen to everything they're saying and they're like but but they're literally talking at tortoise pace like uh, and and they're just they're talking about their feelings I thought oh my god I, I just want to hear what your reaction to this thing is. Because I was like that at the start. Like, what is this doing? Why Why is it Why is it going so slowly? Why won't let it, it, it let me uh, skip things? And why does everybody seem like they're out of Smallville or like the OC or something like this? Like, it's, it's, it's very of that time. I, um... You you guys have probably been through all this, haven't you? Like you, neither of you have played a previous life and life of straight life of strange. No, no, I haven't either. Like I, I I think I tried the first one, um, because loads of people had recommended it, and I just found it too emo. But but this one, it looked so beautiful, and um, Greg Miller was all over it. He he from kind of funny or XIGN, and he he really loved it and was going on about it. So I thought, well, I might as well try it. Yeah, it really is really beautiful. It really is, and right from the start. Like the river and the mountains, and you see like, a, is it like a deer or a stag or something drinking from the pure stream? And I was just <laughs> exactly. like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's literally... Do these places exist, you know? like, Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the place, you know, is based on the proper town, and so the place exists, and, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, it's slightly fantasized, I'm sure. But that whole press circle to to just like sit there and take in the surroundings was was pretty hilarious and a pretty um stronger yeah it's quite on the nose kind of statement of intent at the start. We didn't even talk about that, did we, Mike? No, no. But that's because I thought we were going to talk about it now, right? That's the thing. No. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, organized. Sorry, I, I, I should get to my point, which is just like over the course of the game, I, I fell in love with it. I thought it was it's 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 really really incredibly well crafted and what shouldn't work does and it's i don't know if you guys found this but i found it slowed my breathing down as i was playing it because i was forced to kind of go at its own pace and to uh you know properly listen and enjoy it and it never felt like it was taking that for granted it's so tightly written that um, it really, it chucks along, despite being slow, if you see what I mean. And just the characters are so beautifully built. That that first chapter is really, you know, like, yeah, as you said, what is this game? You know, you're like, learning yeah. to be a waitress. <laughs> but then but then suddenly, like, you know, when Gabe dies, that's suddenly like, wait, what? Like, that was such yeah. a shock to me. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. And then the game became something, you know, because I didn't know anything about the game before playing it it became just something else like you know it turned on a dime as they say so yeah i mean that that's quite funny but i guess that's the difference between like seeing the trailers and things coming into it because they they basically say that he dies in the trailers right okay i did did not know that that. was going to happen at some point but yeah that must be quite a shock if you didn't even have that set (laughs) up it it was really a shock because i i also really traumatized girl 
Oh yeah, well that's the thing. It's like you just met him after eight years and he's dead. Like I was I was like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then Fridge the brother. Basically, yeah. Because I, I thought the game did such a good job at making it feel like there was so much more potential to the story. By which I mean like there were a couple of points, like the bit where Gabe dies, and there's another bit with Ryan where Ryan seems to be like, you know, racked with guilt and he's standing on the cliff edge where Gabe died. Yeah. And on both of them, I was thinking, like, is it possible to save Gabe and the story goes in a completely different direction? Or is it possible to just make Ryan jump? You know, if you're like a psycho <laughs> and you just like talk him into jumping instead of talking him out of it, you know, and does the story go in a completely different direction? But like, no, neither of those things is possible. But it kind of like felt to me like they were. And I you know I just the gate, the scope of the game just felt like it could have been really grand as a result. Yeah. And obviously I didn't do either of those things, so, you know. But that's that's pretty good that it made you feel that was possible even though the the kind of choices were pretty bounded. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean again, that's why I think like the writing was good that it made me feel like that potential was there. And it's like I guess it's like smoke and mirrors, right? Like as long as you never explore that branch, then you'd never know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh I I guess uh, you guys have already talked through your playthroughs, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think the the only main difference is between your guys and mine is that I I uh first time around I took away Charlotte's anger <laughs> uh, towards towards the end there or half halfway through and uh and then I realized that I'd made a huge mistake. Uh, like that evening, I was looking at the guides and things like this, and I thought, uh, oh, thought "Do you save scum it? Yeah, of course, of course. What? I, I was, I was, I was genuinely like it, it worried that night. I was worried that um, that I wasn't going to be able to save scum it, and I'd have to, God forbid, live with the consequences of my actions. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just wiped it back because I wanted a good wow. ending. <laughs> wow, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not, you know, playing these things to lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying to Ting that I, I didn't save Scummit. I lived with the consequences of my actions, which were all amazing because I made all the right choices just yeah, by well, pure there, coincidence. There you go. I, I didn't think it was that obvious. I think they did actually, they, they gave yeah. me huge warning signs that this was a bad idea. But it does kind of speak wonders that to me it wasn't obvious to you guys. It was just like, yeah, you shouldn't. You t- shouldn't take that stuff away. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think it was obvious, but it, it it really was a moment where I I actually literally like paused the game and just was mm. like, what should I do? Like, it really was quite a moral dilemma because I had already also made the choice that I wasn't going to save Scummit. I was going to live with whatever choices I made yes. in this playthrough, and so I was really thinking like, what should I do? And then when I had the similar choice later with Pike, you know, to take yep. his emotion, I was just like. Is it hypocritical for me to do this when I've just said I wouldn't do this for, yep. well, I mean, know, that, for Charlotte? That, but then that's exactly yeah. why they set it up, isn't it? Uh, I guess. But but yeah. with the pike, it, like I don't know what happens if you if you don't take away because you you have to basically sign sign an agreement that you don't you won't say anything. Yeah, but I think in the end it's just like whatever because like it becomes so big that whether you signed it or not, you know, right stuff happens. I I think I mean I didn't do it yeah. so. Yeah, I, I actually I really liked as well. Did you you know when you see the stats at the end, you can see how other people globally picked, and if you're yes. in the majority or the minority, like some of that was quite interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was pretty interesting. I honestly can't remember 
the global stats versus my own. <laughs> so what I remember is that I didn't do any of the side quests or any of the side missions. <laughs> I was watching your playthrough. Yeah, it's like I was like, uh, no, I, didn't I was texting Mike, going, Mike, Mike. I think oh, yeah. Ting's going to get a bad ending. I think Ting's going to get a bad <laughs> yeah. ending. And and uh, and uh, uh, because because I could see from your trophies. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really apologetic for the level of my spying, but um, that you weren't doing the side. It's fine because I spy on Mike all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know you were like could you make your achievements public i want to look at them and i was like okay ting fine what do we consider the the best ending the good ending that we're all chasing well that you're chasing yeah actually you know we we haven't talked about the ending right it's, it's really we not just, it's not at all we we didn't talk about what we chose at the end end we just talked about whether people back you at the council or not like i oh, i was considering I mean. that to I mean be the council the ending, like the yeah. end end barely matters but but, but yeah the council yeah, whether people back you up or not. Because you said everyone but Eleanor did, Ting. Yeah, that's right. That was exactly the same for me. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, so you told Riley? I, I must have done, but I can't remember when. Exactly, I don't remember either. Or did, or did you not go to the bus stop and see Riley off? Like, maybe if you don't, if you don't see Riley get on the bus, then... No, I went to the bus stop, but she was not... She, she'd already decided she was staying. All right. There does seem to be some element of randomness in some of these as well. Like, I don't, I, it does make me wonder whether some of it is just like a roll of the dice behind the scenes. I'm like, I'd actually really like to know because mm. I know for Ryan in particular, yeah, that's some random. people seem to say, like, oh, Ryan didn't back me and I did this. And it's like, oh, I did that, but Ryan did back me, you know? So, yeah, some people start a relationship with Ryan and then he doesn't back them. <laughs> so yeah, that, that must, pretty that must harsh. be terrible. Yeah. Like it would be, it would actually be kind of interesting, but terrible if it was literally just like it flips a coin for Ryan or something. Like that would actually kind of suck. But imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But but but. So what did you get? Did everyone back you? Yeah, yeah. Everyone backed me. I was course, I was really course. surprised that everyone backed me. That's why I was just like, oh wow. Mike doesn't I didn't save, save scum and it. wins everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well well done you crushed life is strange yeah that's right <laughs> i won life is strange boom oh my goodness yeah and then and then like i don't know i actually thought the ending ending was done well too because like yeah i had romanced steph and steph had said she wanted to leave the town but then during that confrontation with Jed, I had said, you know, I just want somewhere to belong. And as a result, Steph came to my room and said, you know, if you want to stay here, I'm willing to stay here with you and ripped up the bus ticket. And I was like, wow, you know, this is like so uh, the emotion, you know. But then after that, I was like, oh, because you're willing to stay for me, I'm willing to leave with you. And I said, I'm going to hit the road, you know, with you and we'll play our music together or something. So that was my ending ending I chose too. That That's super cute. I thought that that whole ending bit was done really, really well because um, because it shows you like what life could be like in the town. It makes you feel free to go away as well. Yeah, exactly. I really loved that bit with Gabe, like you know, or your your image of Gabe narrating yeah. what life would be like in the town, and then. Again, I kind of thought that he just said that because I had said, I want somewhere to belong. And I was wondering if I'd said, oh, I want to play my music. If he'd narrate a different, you know, alternate history where I'm on the road and playing my music. But no, yeah. he always has the same spiel. So it, that was another moment where I feel like, you know, Smoke and Mirrors, the game gave the impression there was like this whole other path that I hadn't taken. But actually, 
everyone gets the same one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tingo, what did you choose? I stayed with Ryan. I stayed in Haven Springs because I'm. I like things twee and quaint. You're a homebody, uh, dude. I, I I chose to stay as well. I'm not saying that I went. Uh, I I chose to stay. I I chose uh, uh, Steph, and and chose to stay, because because for all the all the reasons you're talking about, like it's it's it, the whole thing is about her coming from this horrible place where she had no friends, where everybody was moving in different places all the time. And she had no one to be really kind to her. And that's why I, I really got into the the romance side. Like, once it hit the, the kind of flirting with Steph and Ryan stuff, that, that really pulled me through the game. Because I, I, I just wanted to see her happy, <laughs> like, to a certain extent, have this, have this, have this kind of uh, relationship. But um, but yeah, I mean, she it doesn't doesn't stop them actually going on the road later on. It's just it, it felt like she'd found a place in in Haven Springs. So what happens to Ryan in your case? In my you, case, yeah. If you go with Steph, what happens to Ryan? There's Nothing. a very short scene of him just looking sad and looking wistful <laughs> exactly. in the distance. He looks exactly <laughs> the same as as he usually does, which is like a big beige cheese board. Because. <laughs> If you go with Ryan, I think Steph leaves. Yeah, she does. Which is sad for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but but she's following her dream. Whereas, yeah. like, if if you go with, with Steph, then Ryan is just sad, but exactly where he is. He's just he stays like, around. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ryan has no direction. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, he, 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 he was very cute, but... but... As I say, like I, I really got into the romance side. I think Steph, Steph was just very cheeky and Much more and, exciting. Yeah. yeah, Steph is just cool and more interesting. And then Ryan, exactly. Ryan, like cut the rope that killed your brother. I just, exactly. I just he couldn't get past brother. that. Honestly, that, 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 I just that's couldn't quite get past a major that. hurdle. You yeah. need stability. I like Ryan. No, I did. I. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want stability that Ryan big, provides big, me. Big mountain man. But you know, I don't. Even his cuddles might might not be very good because he's I don't know very <laughs> hesitant. He just shows shows absolutely no interest in her. At least in 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 my playthrough, he just doesn't seem to show any interest. Whereas, yeah, Steph is too wild for me. It's too wild. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just like the little like the seeds of their relationship are so beautiful. Like the. The the cheeky thing when they're playing football and she asks her like whether she prefers boys or girls, and you know you can be like uh, I'm not sure or you know either way, and then the the, the stupid like okay we're setting up major choices now you got to choose is it right <laughs> or is it or is it Steph who's going to do this honey trap for this lady I'm just like this is ridiculous. <laughs> and the whole way, way that was done was like, I, it was hilarious I thought like I've got this amazing idea and she's like Ryan please give me a better idea and I was like <laughs> no 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 that sounds, sounds like a solid idea to me it's like oh my god why are you actually who did you pick for that who did you pick to try and seduce Diane me yeah 
uh, Steph. Because we didn't actually talk about that. You picked Steph. Okay. Yeah, I picked Steph. I yeah. actually I actually picked Ryan because I was like, no offense, Steph, but I think I think Ryan, Ryan does make sense. Yeah, I think Diane's actually more into guys. So. Yeah, I, but I didn't. But because I didn't know how it would play out, like I didn't know if it would affect things later on. I, I, yeah, I picked Steph. Ah, the meta gaming. I know. I know. But but yeah, I, I loved seeing seeing their kind of relationship, and uh, as I said, like that that whole LARPing section, it's so <laughs> it, it's so brave to put that in the game. Like I think there's a bit the way they played Dungeons and Dragons in a previous game in Wavelengths, uh, not Wavelengths, but before the storm or something, and so they're following that up. But the um, yeah, it was such a brave section to 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 add in. And it seems like the most random thing, but then it kind of ties the game together in quite a nice little bow. Um, because while all this RPG stuff is happening and it's quite cute, you get all this character development with, or, you know, bits of character development. Like, Ryan actually gets to have a little bit of personality and you're like, oh, he's a really good guy. He's he's coming out for, for um, uh, what's the little boy called? Ethan. Ethan and he's yeah. pretending to be all the bad guys. He's actually quite funny and very creative and all this. And so, so it did reflect very well on Ryan. Did you guys get the dust thing in that? And and uh, uh, where like Ryan's a troll, pretending to be a troll at the end, and then you get him to say nice things about each of Ethan and yeah, yeah, I did, Alex. I did that. Yeah, that was so cute, just so cute. Yeah, that's true. That I guess that is a big characterization moment for Ryan. But I was like, I was already done with Ryan by that point. So I didn't of course, really pick up of one. course, he is, he is, he is super bland. But I thought, okay, fair play, fair play, Ryan. You've shown absolutely no interest in Alex, but but um, uh, at least romantically. But you do seem uh, quite a funny dude. I'm glad I chose Ryan now. <laughs> I'm glad I chose Ryan. <laughs> Feel bad. <laughs> but then, you, but then you had the Steph thing where 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 she's like, you know. If you give me the dust, you can have my hand in marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all associated benefits. And I was just like, oh, my dear Lord. But the, um, which, which I thought was just, was ridiculous, but very funny. And it was just see, it was seeing Steph absolutely squirm and just go, just like real from this thing was, I just thought it was very, very cutely done. Um, so yeah, I was, I, I, I went I'm on, on that path and then, I was quite disappointed when they like kiss on the rooftop and then it's just like, okay, thank you for that. Goodbye. And they don't like have a hug or something because it's just like the relief of finding somebody after, you know, she's been through all this shit and they're both like, Steph is incredibly lonely. Like even just not to just even have a hug afterwards, (laughs) just like, thank God. Um, You kind of, we got each other. I thought it was, it was, a bit a bit lame and not really kind of true to people oh, yeah because you've played wavelengths as well haven't you where steph yeah. is the protagonist and then actually yeah. steph is a returning character from before the storm too so i guess she actually has a lot of characterization that i'm just totally not aware of yeah so um yeah wavelengths is set before um before true colors um and it's it, you just play her in the shop and she's DJing, doing her radio show, and it's about her okay. moving there and um, kind of working out 
kind of what she wants and running this radio show. Um, but yeah, she's she's very very lonely. She's um, kind of escaped a, a bad relationship and is out there um, to kind of recover from that. And she really likes this kind of little town where people don't know her, but she's you know it's a cute life, and she really enjoys the DJ in the end. But then um, you like you have this like fake Tinder dating app all the way through the thing and so you're like chatting with you know you're using the text message thing to like chat with people and people just can't be bothered to come out to this uh, this small town to go on dates or you know they like cancel dates last minute and things like this so you only ever see from the perspective of her in this in the shop um but you know it's 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 a bit bit of character building and then it it basically ends with alex chen walking into the shop in that first in that first um, chapter. Oh, and, right. And when Alex Chen walks in, you're just like, oh. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, it's interesting. I guess that, I, mean, I feel like they're really setting up for, you know, Alex and Steph being the canonical choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given yeah. that, especially. I imagine if they did DLC for Ryan. Oh, they should do. They should. <laughs> Ryan going and and... First looking of all, is there's, yeah, looking at birds, like you've got to identify birds by their tweets, and that that you know, I would play that. That sounds fantastic. It's like uh, the witness extended. Um, <laughs> True. And then I guess going and hunting some things up in the mountains, and and wrestling a bear, but kind of low key wrestling. Like he managed, he he takes it down in in a few, I don't know, a few seconds or whatever. And then just, you know, sadly drags it back to their town oh. and goes, look, Dad, I got a bear. And he's like, well done, son. It's like, thanks. And he goes to whittle his next steaks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might buy it. He might, he might play it, but he won't pay I for it. I'll get that. <laughs> yeah. definitely get it. Himbo mountain, mountain bear uh, stalker or whatever. Something Ting said to me when I asked how he was getting along and asked like how far he'd got, he he you said to me something like, Wait, is Alex an unreliable narrator? And I was like, Oh, I don't I don't want to say anything because I don't want to like colour your thinking. But I thought that was a really interesting angle that we hadn't really covered, mm. like whether the whole thing was like a delusion. Because you you know when you walk in again to that council meeting at the end, yeah, and like Jed tries to well, they all Jed and Diane both try to like gaslight you and they're like, oh, we tried to help her so much, but she's like psychotic, you know, she's like make stuff up and she's just like, and, and suddenly I was thinking like that episode as well, like where you're in her head, basically. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, wait, is it possible that the whole thing is just made up, you know, and like, actually, oh, I've been a crazy person and Typhon is fine. You know, like you, you have, I, I don't know. I had that brief moment. I was like, wait, is it possible that Alex is an unreliable narrator, but we're seeing the whole game from her perspective? I mean, obviously it's not. Well, but... Gabe never existed. <laughs> yeah, well, he's really a figment of your animation. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be, that would be totally wild. But, but I don't know. Cause if you look, you, yeah, you've just had that backstory moment with her and you've got this whole thing about how Gabe has been to juvie and, you know, you're always having to see the psychologist because you keep like beating people up and stuff. Obviously, that's because of the weird rage overspill emotion power. Yeah. But like, you know, it is kind of like you've gone from being two hellraisers to model citizens like overnight, you know, and it yeah. did make me really think like, oh, yeah, there's a, is it possible again? Like there's a version of the story where Alex is just 
deluded. But it's not. <laughs> but I, I thought it was an interesting question from Ting. Are they really Hellraisers, though? Are they really Hellraisers? Like, in their youth, like, they're, they're, I thought the whole thing was, like, they're framed as that because they're within the juvie system, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, who's, who's the unreliable narrator? And actually, yeah, it's not them. Mm. So... But I, I did have a brief moment where, after Jed's statement, I did think, like, wait a minute. I was like, no, wait, he's gaslighting me. I know the <laughs> truth. It's just like, how does she survive getting shot in the face and pushed down a mine shaft? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a terrible shot because he, he literally misses her from point blank, point blank, basically. And then she falls down a mine shaft and she's fine. Like, she's. And keeps falling. Like. Yeah. Like, maybe she's actually Wolverine as well, in addition to the emotion powers, you know? think that's it like she's got to have some kind of uh vague immortality did you have you guys talked about alex much on this already uh like what kind of stuff as in as in her character i i just thought she was incredibly well like uh, just just made like written and the mocap and i just thought and this this is again from playing from playing wavelengths where you're playing a Steph as a character she's incredibly well put together because mm. she she's so you know she's quite quiet she's clearly very kind of secretly confident and brave and she's funny <laughs> I just thought she was she was they 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 didn't a really really good job of kind of creating a really good kind of just a just a an interesting character in her that you really kind of root for and you know sometimes or in my case sometimes you kind of care for her and you want to you know protect her and sometimes I felt that she was weirdly like a better version of myself. It was it was a very very strange, but yeah, she she's very very saintly. Yeah, like you know, she really just keeps putting up with all this like stuff life is throwing at her, and just yeah, exactly. keeps going. And it's you just know. like tr- heal people with kindness, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't have to play her that way, or, but then maybe you do. I don't know. I don't think it's possible to play a really psychotic like actual Hellraiser Alex. No, but I guess I guess the choices you're given are basically to be more optimistic or pessimistic. That's kind mm. of mostly the tone of it across the game. But yeah, she, she I thought just thought she was as a character and you know as a lead character in games today, she was amazingly well put together. Uh, I think they're getting awards for that as as well at the moment. Just the writing, the writing was really really good. I know I said that before, but. The, the way that they capture these characters, not only when you're talking to them and when you can't skip the dialogue, but also in the texts. I think, Tingo, you were talking about the texts on, uh, like, yeah. as a very natural way of kind of learning more about the people. And everybody has their own tone of voice, don't they? Oh, yeah. So it, I just thought thought that was very well done. It was, it was very well very well crafted from from multiple perspectives. They summarize. Yeah, I think I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. Like the 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 only the only other thing was the music. I thought the music was actually. Oh, yeah, it's really funny good we didn't well. talk about the music at all. Yeah, but yeah, the music was good, and they have a lot of licensed tracks too. Yeah, 
like they they say that there are Kings of Leon tracks in there, but I didn't recognize them. They must have been kind of backtracks of later albums or something. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it all seemed to be kind of early noughties stuff, <laughs> but but sit together very well. Yeah, there's the bit where they play the the Dido track when you know oh, it's yeah. the flashback and she's a she's a kid, and I was just like, wait, that was so long ago. Damn it, yeah. I'm old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That 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 kind of was a bit weird. That track. Um, but yeah, they're beautifully put together. I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. So and and thank you again for playing. I, I'm glad to have finally played a Life is Strange game because obviously yeah. this is a series that's been going on a long time, and like we just, I probably would still not have got round to it had I not been given a push. So it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm very glad. Closing thoughts. Ting. Is your closing thoughts? Closing, no, what are yours? <laughs> those, those are ours. <laughs> Ting, eh? Fine. I'm glad I played it too. You know, it's a long running franchise. Okay. And banned. I, I would have liked what? to play the um the first one, I guess, the don't nod ones. But this is a starting point. Yeah. I, I mean, may, maybe maybe they'll be more manageable now they've got mocap in. I don't know. And it's always good to close these blind spots. Well, they did have a remastered collection, didn't they? Just recently as well. But I, I saw some quite mixed feedback on it. Yeah, that that's what I mean. I I don't know. Uh, I I guess. I I think it also takes a particular kind of person. I don't think. I think that that the kind of stars aligned in this in this in this uh, True Colors one. I'm not sure. I I have gone back to the first one, and I still find the same thing. Like they're they're just too whiny. Maybe I like that though. I think I quite like emo stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just put put Rage Against the Machine on in the background or something, and and uh, and just play it on silent so you don't hear, have to hear their voices. <laughs> so should we say next time? No, I do. I want to ask one more question. Have you played this on X Drive Megabox? Yeah, uh, not 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 together, not not like a review, not in detail, but it was in my top games of last year. But it was only creeping in because I was only I was only playing it in December, and then I finished it in January. Okay. But Jimbo hasn't played it, so 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 that's why scandal. I know scandal. This was only half a crossover. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm sorry for that. But he's he's a very busy guy. <laughs> he's he's a very busy guy. Okay, so we're done with Life is Strange True Colours. And next time was meant to be Ting's choice, but I've hijacked it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's Elden Ring. It's Elden Ring. It's got 95% plus on Metacritic, right? So you've got to play it anyway, yeah, Ting. Yeah, I've got to play it. So you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm only partially hijacking it. I'm just moving up the uh, the backlog list. P- presumably, you have to complete it as well. Like you really, ha- you have to get to the end. Oh yeah, that's true. If it's 95 <laughs> plus, you have to finish it. I forgot that's the rule. It's not time bound, fortunately. <laughs> it's not time bound. I'll see you in 2025. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Ting, but you know, it's going to be the book club game until you finish it. So this is an Elden Ring podcast now. I guess. Part one, part two. Part three, yeah. Are you gonna play it too, Mike? Too? <laughs> uh, 
I'm I'm definitely tempted. I'm I'm not going to even try for the end because I hear the end comes and then goes and all you get is an expanded map. Okay. Okay. So so it is it is even longer than you think. Jeez, okay. I mean, I've I have actually started and I'm playing with no spoilers, so I really know very little. And our brief discussions between me and Ting it sounds like because you've already started too, haven't you? Yep, I've started, and we've already diverged significantly. So oh. it's going to be interesting when we actually talk through it. All right. Well, I might have to get it then, so at least I can listen in, kind of educated a little bit when you do it. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be at least one app, and and we'll see how we feel after that. <laughs> it's so huge. It's effectively a live service game with a. Uh, it's just. It looks so huge. Yeah, when I, I I have seen a screenshot of the complete map, and me at ten hours in, I've got like nothing. Yeah. Like I've really like walked like ten feet, and have been banging my head against the same boss for like three hours. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's a soul's life. You're not selling it much. Such is life. I mean, I mean, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I hear there's an underground as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see next time. Elden Ring. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Reddit slash r slash Lost Levels Club. So, Mike, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful we've got a guest. We had a guest. We had a crossover. Thank thank you for having me on. What are you grateful for? Me? Yeah, what are you grateful for, Mike? (laughs) I'm I'm grateful for uh, still... (laughs) Uh, well, I'm hopeful that I will test negative for COVID very soon. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we didn't mention you both got COVID. But I am grateful COVID. that at least what I have is relatively mild and touch wood, and that my family don't have it yet. Yeah, thank you to both of you for still wanting to do this recording despite both having COVID. I I can't believe it. Ting said he had COVID, and then you also messaged to say, "Oh yeah, I've got COVID." I was like. Do we need to postpone? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's just go ahead. So, yes. Thank you very much for that too. <laughs> Tingo, I send you a virtual hug. I hope I hope you feel better soon. Yeah, because the wife doesn't do that. Oh. <laughs> the mic. The mic will say bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>